Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for the NBA, PGA, and the NFL. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. Discussing the potentially messy Steelers' backfield and another batch of wide receiver injuries on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello everyone and welcome into Fantasy Football in 15 for Friday, September 18th. I am Michael Beller, joined today by Brandon Funston. Funston, what's going on, man? Weekend is here. Week two is here. How you doing? Yeah, a few things going down. Sorry, we're already feeling like it's mid-season with all these injuries and all this news just flying fast and furious. It is crazy. I mean, imagine if we had a regular summer and a regular training camp and all these injuries happened in like the middle of July and just what it would have done to draft season. If we had yeah. Kenny Galladay with the hamstring, Julio Jones with the hamstring, Brandon Cooks with the quad, uh, uh, Cortland Sutton with his shoulder, just what it would have done. It just would have been a crazy draft season, and now it makes for a crazy in season. We're going to talk about all those wide receivers, but the first place that I want to start is in the backfield, specifically in Pittsburgh's backfield. You know what happened with this team last week, Monday Night Football against the Giants. They get a win. They lose their starting running back, James Conner. Benny Snell comes in, runs the ball well, 19 carries for 113 yards. And then on Thursday, our Steelers beat writer Mark Caballi reporting that even when James Conner is healthy, which could be as soon as this week, Benny Snell might have a role alongside him we will see if that is the case potentially as early as this week James Conner practiced in full on Thursday even after that uh, ankle injury just a couple of days earlier so my simple question to you Brandon is are you buying a split backfield of some sort even when James Conner is 100% healthy yeah I think I am because James Conner being 100% healthy is very tenuous if he is a fully featured guy and we've seen that and I think they might be getting to the realization that, first of all, you know, Connor's injury opened the door for Benny Snell to show himself in his new look, his new slimmed down look. He looked great. And second of all, uh, Connor's injury also was a, was a quick reminder that this guy has trouble staying healthy. And so um, could I see this being a split backfield? I absolutely could. I kind of look to um, the Saints and what we saw in week one with Latavius Murray getting the 15 carries, but nothing in the passing game. And Alvin Kamara getting like twelve carries and five catches, like Alvin Kamara, that that could be James, that could be James Conner, where Conner's the guy that's used uh, to do a little bit of both, and Snell is basically your straight up uh, ball carrier. But something along the lines of of an even split overall touch wise, with maybe Conner getting a little bit of an advantage. If it ends up playing to that script, do we think that Benny Snell lives weekly about where Latavius Murray lives weekly in our rankings? That's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah, I could see myself putting him in the, you know, in that back end, mid 30s running back ranking range, uh, back end RB3, uh, just with the expectation that he's probably going to get, you know, 12 to 15 carries weekly in a in what should be a good offense. 
All right, well, we do have a lot of wide receiver injuries to get to, and that's where we're going to go. I'm going to be able to run through pretty much all of these uh, really quickly, just mentioning them, because there's not a whole lot of difference in the way that we've been looking at these over the the, the week. Uh, Kenny Galladay, no practice again on Thursday because of his hamstring injury. Have to watch what happens for Detroit on Friday. Chris Godwin, still in concussion protocol. No practice on Thursday. He is looking iffier by the day for the Buccaneers against the Panthers. Julio Jones limited in practice with the hamstring issue. We know the story with Julio Jones. He's probably going to be limited in practice all season, just like he was last year, just like he was the year before that, and then he'll be out there on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever it is the Falcons are playing. This one, a little bit of a surprise. Henry Rugg showed up on Oakland. or Oakland, first time I made that mistake this season. <laughs> it had to come eventually. On Las Vegas's practice report with a knee injury did not practice Raiders play on Monday so not worried about this just yet we'll see what the deal is with him on Friday and Saturday Brandon Cooks with his quad injury limited in practice but still expected to be able to give it a go Texans taking on the Ravens Amari Cooper also limited in practice we definitely want him out there should be a lot of fireworks between the Falcons and the Cowboys he has a foot issue again don't be too worried about this just yet we'll see what the deal is with Friday's practice these next two are the two that I want to focus on and they're two guys who if they do play will be suited up against one another on Sunday Jamison Crowder this one came out of nowhere on Thursday not only does he have a hamstring injury but it's so severe that he didn't even practice on Thursday we had no clue about this until Thursday so it could have been something that didn't even happen in practice on Wednesday or Thursday George Kittle meanwhile still dealing with any injury he didn't practice that's not a surprise but with each passing day it does look as though he could miss this game 49ers and the Jets getting together on Sunday let's start with George Kittle I think at this point you have to have a backup plan for him what do you think is the best available backup plan at this point thankfully it's a 1 p.m eastern kick on Sunday let me throw out a name and see what you think. What do you think about Jordan Reed? He got some run in oh, week okay. one as the second tight end in San Francisco. They don't have uh, – I saw Brandon Ayuk practiced, but uh, they're down at wide receiver as well. And where you hurt the Jets is through the air. They've been, you know, long been a pretty good run defense, and it looked like that in week one against the Bills. So, But they, you can certainly pass on the Jets – if George Kittle's out, I think Jordan Reed is a sneaky play. Obviously, everybody's going after Logan Thomas, uh, and if he's still out there, I would certainly advise you go that way first. But if you're in a, if you're in a deeper league and you're really in a, in a pinch, I don't think Jordan Reed's the worst place to look. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think uh, what, what works in Reed's favor is the fact that uh, exactly what you said with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk with their injuries, it's not as though San Francisco can just go back to the drawing board and draw up a one-game game plan, right? They would probably have to still feature the tight end in a big way, and obviously you don't think Jordan Reed can do what George Kittle can do, and you're not going to ask that of him, but... It would still be a, a game plan that was tight end heavy. So that definitely uh, is something that is sneaky. I like it. I like it. I agree with you that, right. uh, that Logan Thomas is the widely available one that you would want to go after if, if he is available. But if he isn't out there for you, uh, then I do think that Jordan Reed can be an acceptable replacement. And, uh, you know, not a ton of guys out there. I could see looking to maybe Chris Herndon, especially if um, mm -hmm. uh, Jameson Crowder is out for the Jets. I could see looking to Eric Ebron. But when you're already starting to dig that deep, you know, Jordan Reed definitely, I think, deserves to be part of that discussion with Jamison Crowder. Do you have any more interest in a guy like Chris Herndon or Prashad Perriman if Crowder can't go? Uh, not so much in Perryman. I just, man, I just worry about Sam Darnold. What was it? Mm -hmm. uh, 
what was it, week seven when he was seeing all the ghosts against New England? Uh, he had the four interceptions. This could be this could be Halloween come early for Sam Darnold <laughs> again, and a bunch of ghosts there against this 49ers defense without his safety, his safety net, his security. Uh, blanket in Jameson Crowder. You get no Le'Veon Bell, another guy that was a bit of a security blanket in the passing game. So I, I like Chris Herndon because you can make that kind of connection there as well. But like, you know, dropping back the big plays to Brashard Perryman, um, it's, it's a pretty big dice roll in my mind, even though certainly the opportunity looks good. It's just, I just, I don't know how much the Jets are going to, I mean, I think an over under on nine and a half points in this game. <laughs> I might I might take the under for the Jets. Forty one and a half is the over under for the game total. And man, I mean you got that Jets offense already bad without Le'Veon Bell, potentially, maybe even likely without Jamison Crowder. You've got the 49ers without Debo Samuel, without Brandon Ayuk, and looking ever more likely without George Kittle. Under, under, under in 49ers <laughs> and Jets. That definitely feels like the way to go. We've got about half of our show left, but first, a couple of words from our sponsors. This is The Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Okay, Brandon, let's keep on rolling here. Mike Pouncey, Chargers center, did not play last week and will not play for the entire season. He is undergoing hip surgery. That's going to keep him out for the year. Another big loss for the Chargers, a team that just year in, year out, snake bit by injury. So not going to downgrade anyone on this team in a significant way, but definitely is a significant injury for all the skilled players involved to be going all season without their starting center. A.J. Brown did not practice for the Titans again on Thursday. He is dealing with a bone bruise to his knee, and after that report came out, Adam Schefter reporting that Brown is potentially week-to-week, could really miss this game for the Titans against the Jaguars. That is very bad news. A bone bruise, of course, uh, could be a, a real serious injury for a wide receiver where rest is really the only answer. If A.J. Brown is out, are you more interested in Corey Davis this week for what it's worth? Corey Davis dealing with the hamstring injury that had him limited on practice on both Wednesday and Thursday. 
Yeah, I'm wondering when A.J. Brown suffered this knee injury because he, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if it was during that game it could explain why he was, you know, mostly non-existent and they really kind of had to force a couple passes to him after halftime to just sort of try to get him involved. And Corey Davis was the one showing out uh, most of that game and looking like the guy who was a, what, a former top 10 pick overall. Um and yeah, I'm I'm interested in Corey Davis for sure, uh, because of the week one performance, because of the potential extra opportunities with AJ Brown out of the mix. And I know he's been dealing with the hamstring injury as well, but he, apparently that was an injury he was dealing with going into week one, and it didn't appear to be something that slowed him down at all. So uh, I'm in on Corey Davis as kind of uh, you know a borderline top forty, maybe even a back end wide receiver three play this week. Man, if only we could get Jake on here and we could ask him if he'd play Corey Davis over Traquan Smith, right? <laughs> we would ask him, would you play Corey Davis or Jared Cook? I think he has a similar feeling about both of them. <laughs> uh, I think he does too, but I'm with you. I think Corey Davis becomes an intriguing guy this week if A.J. Brown is unable to go, and it does sound like that is going to be the case. Of course, Friday's practice could change all that for A.J. Brown, but no practice a couple of days in a row. And you're right about Corey Davis. Limited practice, but that seems more of a maintenance thing rather than a serious he-could-miss-the-game thing. Titans taking on the Jaguars, a couple of 1-0 teams in the AFC South. Got a few more wide receiver injuries just to uh, blow past here. Golden Tate and Devontae Parker, both with hamstring issues, both limited in practice on Thursday. Golden Tate did not play last week. Devontae Parker did and uh, suffered that hamstring injury. So Friday, a big day for both of those guys, and certainly Devontae Parker, someone who you want to be practicing on Friday so you have him available for this week. Golden Tate, even if he plays, is a fringe fantasy guy at best, but Devontae Parker, someone who you would definitely be starting if he does start for you. Uh, Let's circle back to the Buccaneers because we know that Chris Godwin is looking unlikely to play because of the concussion, and Mike Evans uh, was dealing with an injury of his own, a hamstring injury uh, that almost kept him out of the team's week one loss to the Saints. He ended up playing but didn't really make much of an impact, and you and I and Jake, for that matter, have been talking a bit about that. Bruce Arians taking some of the blame on himself, saying that we should have got him double-digit targets, and we had to be careful with how many times we sent him deep downfield. We didn't want to exacerbate that hamstring injury. Mike Evans himself on Thursday saying that he believes he's over the hump with the injury. Obviously, you are playing Mike Evans. That goes without saying. You're playing an 80% Mike Evans, let alone a potentially 100% Mike Evans but this seems like it could be a blow-up spot for him. No Chris Godwin, a bad Carolina defense on the other side of the ball, an over-under that is pushing 50. This could be a big, big spot for Mike Evans. Easy play in season long, of course, but looking like a potential DFS bargain as well. Yeah, I love it. And I think Bruce Arians has been setting up this big game all week. He called out Tom Brady in a manner of speaking. Um, You know, Tom Brady is not used to getting that kind of blowback from his head coach at, at this point in his career. Um, and then he's also going out and saying he feels bad when Evans doesn't get double digit targets and, and we know what Arian's offensive philosophy typically is. It's no risk it, no biscuit. And so (laughs) I just think he's kind of saying it, it, it without directly saying it. Tom Brady, let's throw the ball downfield to Mike Evans. And I expect that to happen uh, this week. I think it sets up well, just beautifully against Carolina. And if it doesn't happen, if they don't at least take a few shots deep with Mike Evans and get him a lot more involved than he did last week, I'll be shocked. 
Yeah, I will be shocked too. And I think that uh, we're going to see a big game out of Mike Evans. And hopefully we're not without Chris Godwin for too long. Fantasy, of course, the least of our concerns there. Uh, Anytime a guy has late onset concussion uh, symptoms, the way that Godwin has, that is always a scary situation. So hopefully Chris Godwin can get over that and get back to being himself as soon as possible. In the meantime, we're expecting big things out of Mike Evans this week. A few more injuries just to touch on really quickly. Um, you know, Brandon, I know you, uh, I think this is your first fantasy football in 15 of the regular season. I know you did a few guest appearances before we started the season. Always like to try to end things on a happy note. So we have a few <laughs> happy note injury notes here. Deontay Johnson and Juju, Smooth, Juju Smith-Schuster both returned to full practice on Thursday. Johnson had a toe issue, Juju a knee, but no worries. Those guys are going to be able to play. And John Brown scared us a little bit on Wednesday going into Thursday with a foot injury that came out of nowhere and had him limited on practice. A full practice, however, for John Brown on Thursday. So he will be available for the Buffalo Bills and for fantasy players when the Dol- when the Bills take on the Dolphins on Sunday. And now, with that happy note behind us, we can wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. If you are not yet an Athletic subscriber, you can get yourself a subscription for $1 a month at theathletic.com slash football in 15. For Brandon Funston, I am Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 will be back with you on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend and enjoy all the games.